really my remit, Alan, is around um, sports inclusion. I, I, you know, the job title, you know, um, probably sells itself, you know, in what I do. But it's, it's increasing, I suppose, the level of participation for people with disabilities um, across all ages, um, but also around the area of training and education and awareness of people without disabilities you know and how we can become more in how, how we can become more inclusive as a society um to to make sure that we include people with disabilities in sport and with a focus on Clare and through the work you and others are doing with Clare Sports Partnership are, are great strides being made in that regard to uh, include those with disabilities and allow them uh, an avenue to participate in sports and have that sporting outlet in their lives um, I, I suppose in the phrase you made there, you know, great strides. You know, I would say that we're making strides. You know, in, in in anything that you do, you know, to change. I suppose the way people think and 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 you know, and the way we operate. And you know, I suppose as some listeners will know, and you know, from from us talking before. I have a disability myself and, you know, I'm I, I kind of going back to, you know, to when I was a child, you know, um, it has greatly improved over the last 25, you know, 30 years and there are strides being made and, you know, I suppose equality is to, is to the forefront to the best of where, I suppose, you know, Sport Ireland, who are, who are, are direct funders are, you know, but... Again, like everything else, you you, ha- you 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 can always strive to be better. And you know, really, what I suppose the IWA and the report that they've you know that they brought out, um, they're looking to make things better. You know, for I suppose their specific um, members and their people with um, or people that use wheelchairs. You know, and they they have more needs than people that are ambulant. And you know, hence that we're on hence that we're on the call this morning. Yeah, can you, um, you you know, you're uh, only too aware of what the IWA have said about this. Uh, they're saying the level of funding is not sufficient to address our organisations and members' needs and there is no long-term commitment to funding for the Irish Wheelchair Association to deliver uniform programmes of activities that provide meaningful participation programmes and a pathway for lifelong involvement at all levels throughout Ireland. Additional annual core funding is required. And c- Can you see where they are coming from, that their situation, as you say, is, is, is different to... Uh, to, to others with disabilities? 100%. So if we take it, Alan, as ambulant people and, you know, and people that can walk and we can run and, you know, we can get out on our feet, what do we need to participate in in physical activity? We need ourselves. You know, we can go out into into the parks and we can and we can walk and we can run. If we want to play a sport and we pick up a hurley and a helmet, you know, those are all low costs. You know, if we you know we we go and we play five aside soccer, it's a soccer ball. You know, and it's a it might be an ash turf in the winter time. But for somebody that uses uses an everyday wheelchair, for them to have those participation opportunities, they need specialised equipment be it sports chairs or be it, you know, off, off-road off chairs, you know, um, for terrain to create those opportunities. It, you know, again, and we have them in chairs or, or um, we have them in beaches in Clare, beach chairs, you know, for people to, you know, to, to, to go down to the water, to experience that opportunity that, that, that everybody in society don't, don't even give a second thought to. And that's, you know, that's where I suppose the first challenge is for them on a personal level is around the level of equipment. And that's one of the areas that the IWA really want to push home. The, the, I suppose the second area is around facilities and, you know, accessibility. And one of the challenges is 
um, is a lot of our halls in across Ireland are pretty much school halls and they operate during the school day and sometimes, you know, depending on, you know, policies and different things like that, the, the, the accessibility to those can be challenging. And we have very few community-based halls and indoor facilities where they're, they're operational for, you know, at the weekend and, you know, in the evening time for people in wheelchairs. So, you know, there's the facilities gap. And then I suppose the, the third area where the IWA are really hitting home at is getting the staff on the ground. And why one of the, why, why Claire was probably mentioned as one of the counties is the IWA are looking at trying to get more regional officers. Like in Ireland, we have over 40,000 people that are in wheelchairs. And for them to participate in sport, it's not good enough really to say that we only have you know, six or seven people on the ground in the country to actually cater for their needs. Um, and especially needing, I suppose, you know, or as I've outlined, those, those um, extra supports that they need already. Yeah, that's a huge disparity in numbers when you only have that many uh, people when they're around, as you say, 40,000 people who are wheelchair users in the country. And, you know, for, for those in wheelchairs, James, who participate in sports or want to, when there is a particular sporting pursuit that they are not able to participate in because of, as you say, maybe there's a insufficient access to a facility or there aren't appropriate facilities or they can't get the appropriate equipment. Talk to me about the impact that can have on on someone uh, in terms of you know the mental impact as well that it just heightens uh, the difference uh, and you know I suppose others them if 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 you get what I mean. Well, a hundred percent. Like if 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 I can, I suppose from my perspective, one of the courses that I deliver, um, you know, um, as a sports inclusion disability officer, it's it's a sports inclusion and disability awareness course. And in the course, and you know, it resonates a lot. There's twin sisters, and they're six years of age, and there's a video of them participating in a school environment. One is a wheelchair user, one is ambulant with no disability. And the wheelchair user, um, the girl says, everybody, everyone can play. So everyone has a right to participate in whatever level that they want and if you don't participate and mental health is a, it's a it's a massive thing in society these days and you know we can you know we can reference 100 different documents to say how, you know what and how physical activity has a positive benefit towards participation in sport but the challenge again for the person in the wheelchair is that facility that equipment and the education and training of the of the of the clubs that are out there, of, of all our mainstream clubs, one of the gaps in the market is, you know, is really that if you have a child that's ambulant and that they come along and they might they might have autism, they might have a physical disability, you know, as a coach, you can probably adapt. If you don't have the training, if you don't have the training, you can adapt your session a little bit, you know, around that, and that they can throw, they can run, they can catch. But if you're landed in a rural community in Ireland and you're on a grass pitch and you get a wheelchair user, that's somebody that's local. How, you know, how, how do I as a coach go and, you know, help them participate? You know, the first thing I need is to make sure that I have a facility. But the second thing for them is their everyday chair needs to change to, a, you know, a sports chair. And, that, it, it, and, and it's going back to making sure that, that you give that opportunity. And I suppose, you know, for me, 
going back it's that it's that mental health it doesn't matter like we're talking about that cohort Alan. but for me and you if we didn't have physical activity if we weren't able to get, you know to you know to get out and about we, you know we would have our own mental health um, challenges yeah, that is for sure um i mean how do we compare uh, in Clare in terms of availability of sports facilities for wheelchair users when you look at the, the rest of the country and can you understand why Clare is is named by the IWA as one of um, and 13 counties as you know we're talking nearly half the country that needs further supports for sport inclusion so I suppose really where that that's coming from Alan is is to get more staff on the ground now there's different ways in which we do inclusion so for me in Clare while we don't specifically have you know a dedicated multi-sports wheelchair sports club what, what I try and do in Clare is when we have our inclusive sections within our clubs that and we'll say locally how we can actually include those children um, within that inclusive section and that uh, I suppose two clubs spring to mind maybe Clare Comets when we do basketball and it's indoor and the surface you know they cater for you know for wheelchair participants then you look at their maybe dark athletics clubs and in, in their inclusive section we have an athletics track we have an athletics track in in in, in Killaloo it's a 200 metre track in Clarisford Park and we have a 400 metre track in, in Lees Road and the surface allows you know I suppose you know those participants to actually participate that's how we include and whether that's maybe through hand cycling or through um you know um um uh, using sports chairs and track chairs that's how we include whereas in other counties and i suppose in the in, in the report in clare we don't have a specific uh, multi-sports club but in those and, and in those other 12 counties but we do include in different ways and i suppose what it, it works different in every in, in every other county but i understand where the report is coming from that there is that gap that there is that gap in the market that really, you know, should we have, you know, a facility that's dedicated, that that's accessible, that's centrally in the county, that's, you know, very much open, should, should there be three or four hours a week for the, um, you know, to participate? Yes, in the ideal world. But as, as we said, at the, at the, I suppose, at, at the top, we're making strides and slowly but surely those things will change you know those things will change and that would be you know you know that would be the aspiration in in the ideal world but again t- take for example and I'm just thinking in Clare we probably have four or five that participate on the Munster wheelchair hurling team and the Munster wheelchair hurling team sometimes would use the hall out in Gorteen and we have our we have our sports wheelchairs um, out there that they would use but on the flip side, they would train. They would train in Limerick, and I'm not sure if people were aware. You know, one of those participants from Clare, there was a there was a fundraising drive. Yeah, and we we actually spoke. Yeah. It's Isabella yeah. Sydney. Yeah. We spoke yeah, about that fundraising drive, and yeah. thankfully a successful one, and she got that specific oh, wheelchair that oh, she needed. Of course, but if we take the cost in that, Alan. twelve thousand euros. Mm. Now we can take in in modern society and say that's a second hand car. But for that's that's for somebody to go from A to B. But for somebody that wants to actually participate in sport, you tell me any other than maybe and I'm and I'm I'm thinking out loud here to actually participate in real sport, maybe bar a set of golf clubs, a pay membership to a golf club. Nothing would really compare getting close to, 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 to 12,000 euros to actually yeah, participate in a sport that you like. Yeah, that's That's where the IWA are coming from. And from Isabella's perspective, like because of our disability, 
like that needs to be a specific chair it can't be just a chair that she's thrown into because it's going to have effects on how she can actually you know reach her peak performance yeah, very, very true. In that instance, we are so delighted for her that that was a successful fundraiser and allows her to follow her dream of playing with the Munster senior team. Um, just lastly and very briefly, we're almost out of time, James. I mean, the IWA looking for funding is one thing. Actually getting it is another. Are there pleas likely to be heard or fall on deaf ears? Um, I suppose the only way that you can make change, um, Alan, is make people aware of it. You know, and again, I suppose, you know, we're in a society where money makes the world go round. Um, but we can talk about all these, you know, policies and all these recommendations and different, you know, strategic plans that have been rolled out by national organisations and government organisations. But, you know, I suppose the, the phrase is talk is cheap. But, you know, it needs to be actioned. And I suppose by me coming on to the radio to you and actually put and, and, and talking about it and putting it into real terms that somebody going out buying, you know, a secondhand car for them to go to A to B and for somebody to, you know, I did the, the equivalent of that, you know, for that person actually just to participate in sport. That's what's needed. So hopefully, you know, it might it might shake up the people that, you know, the powers that be.